Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It is Survivor Wednesday, you guys. We are here to talk about the latest episode. We've got a lot of re-strategizing after last week's vote. The reward challenges with Chinese food and unlikely alliance between Kelly and David forms. Lauren receives our first medical call and another crazy tribal. We've got some crazy uh, news and segment. News segment. We've got uh, a great MVP segment coming up. Do not move a muscle. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's going on, Survivor fans? Yeah. It is Wednesday night. I'm yes. here with my beautiful panel. I'm so mm. excited to be here with you guys. I've got the beautiful Veronica Valencia. Hello, everyone. Happy Survivor Wednesday. Back from Extinction. <laughs> back I know. from Extinction Island. Welcome back, Veronica. Thank you. Thank and you. I've got the amazing Mike Feeling. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Hit me up in the live chat. I am watching. I'm talking with you guys. Our extended panel, y'all rock. Mike is amazing because he's always on the live chat and he's got that down. So we want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your comments about tonight's episode. You guys, we've got a lot of thoughts and a lot of comments. <laughs> I am Timothy Michael. I am very, very excited to talk about this episode because I really, really enjoyed it. Before we get into this episode, Veronica, I just kind of want to, since you were on Extinction Island last week, mm-hmm. what, was your, what were your thoughts and uh, uh, how do you feel about Joe being goaded off last week? Mm. I think it's it's tough to say because in any ordinary season, voting off Joe would be an incredibly smart move because he is such a challenge threat and a tough competitor. However, with the element of Edge of Extinction and the fact that we don't know, we still don't know much about Edge of Extinction. At least with Redemption Island, we kind of had an idea of you know how it worked and how long people were on there for and how long it actually went till in the season. We don't know anything about Extinction Island, and so it's kind of tricky on who you decide to send there. Mm-hmm. So I think it was smart to, in a sense, to send Joe home, but at the same time, it's like, it's tough because you're sending all of your tough competitors to Extension Island, and who knows, maybe more than one will return, and then that will just be yeah. more challenging for your game because then they'll get back at the game, possibly at the very end, and kind of swoop it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's. I mean, that's basically what Tim and I said last week. Are you just giving Joe... A bunch of time to rest up for the next challenge. He's just going to crush and come back. I mean, the way that I look at it, like last week I said, you know, the door is halfway closed, so it's better than all the way open. That's how I look at it. Um, We are here to talk about tonight's episode, season 38, episode 7, I'm the Puppet Master. We obviously found out who the Puppet Master was tonight, but that switched up very quickly. Uh, I want to know your overall thoughts about tonight's episode, you guys. Yeah, I think I liked tonight's episode. I think this season is getting better. It has definitely grown on me. Like, the first four episodes, I was very iffy. I just felt like... I don't know. Hey, you, you really were, though. You B-squared were really was really hating on Survivor like, so really hard the whole beginning of the season. <laughs> it was. Well, it was just slightly disappointing because I felt like so much of the screen time was obviously given to the Lesu tribe who mm. just kept losing, losing, losing. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't see any of our other players. But I think now since the merge or even a little bit before that, we've started to see gameplay from other people and see, oh, they actually are pretty good at competing in this game and surviving. And I really enjoy that. The beginning was tough. The beginning was tough because there was obviously a lot of stuff that we didn't know, but it's growing on me. It's getting better. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. Whenever one tribe is just dominating so hard, it's a less interesting season right off the bat because you don't get to meet all those other people. There's much, much lower stakes, especially for all those people. So now that they're all together, we're seeing a lot of strategy. I thought this episode was awesome, like back on track. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you guys. I think it's really awesome when we see other players who we might not have thought about as as our first picks to be like strategic players and then they start playing and you're like oh you've got some ideas which is really cool right but it's hard because there's so many players in the beginning of the game to focus on every single one obviously like you said Veronica there's not enough screen time for all of these people but at the same time if you're also not making moves you, they really can't show anything so I mean they said it kind of tribal tonight if you know if you're not going to be the passenger I mean if you're going to be the pilot you're a passenger so yeah, but even when they split into three tribes the same tribe kept losing so it's still it like where you're yeah. not getting anything different from the other people that you haven't met yet, basically. I mean, half of these people... Honestly, until today, to me, Aurora was still basically a stranger. Yeah. Maybe last episode, only Victoria and Julia and Julie kind of became not strangers. So... I think now it's finally picking up. No, I agree with you, and I love that you mentioned all the female players because those are the pe- the players that are are really strategizing. I mean, we can look at Kelly, and Kelly's been on the bottom and on the wrong side of the boats for so many times, and she's still here. It's crazy. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about too much of that right now, but I do want to get into the fact that Kelly, Wardog, and uh, Lauren have to re-strategize after last week's vote because they were, once again, on the wrong side of the vote, yeah. and they are essentially on the bottom of the totem pole at this point. And Ron tells David, you know, his votes came from his own tribe members. And I think what I like about David is that David doesn't take this game personally. He's played it too many times right. to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this personally. No, he's just like, it is what it is. A vote's a vote. I mean, you did what you needed to do in the moment. And if anybody, any fan of Survivor knows, it changes from week to week. And that's why we love this game so much. It's not mm-hmm. predictable at all. What did you guys think about the re-strategizing that... Lauren, Kelly, and uh, Wardog had to do? And do we still like these three players? Uh, I like Kelly and I like Lauren. Okay. I can't, I can't necessarily... Why don't you like Wardog? I think he's bossy hmm. in the sense that I don't like how he's playing the game. He's he's saying he goes with his alliance saying this is what we should do and you guys need to do it and something that happens later on in the episode which obviously we'll talk about with Rick mm-hmm. is he kind of just tells people how to play their game and expects them to do it like he expects them to vote his way and I don't know I just kind of don't like it it doesn't gel with me hmm. I understand what you're saying I what I do like about him this episode was that he was still really making an effort yeah I think if it wasn't for him definitely Lauren and to some extent Kelly would be in real trouble because at least from what they're editing and what we're seeing, they're not really making moves. They're not really making connections and talking to a lot of people. Definitely Lauren. Kelly a little bit more, but War Dog is really trying to make inroads with the rest of the comma. So I like that about it. Uh, let's be clear. In my opinion, I think that Kelly, War Dog, and Lauren are are... are kind of fighting for themselves. I mean, there's not one that's carrying the other two and there's not two carrying really the one. I mean, they're all pretty much fighting for their own right here and I think they're all on an even keel. Um, I do disagree with you, Veronica. I think that War Dog, we've seen other players be very, very bossy and very, very, um, I don't, I don't want to use the word misogynistic, but I'm going to, toward other players because he is closest with some of the girls in this alliance and I know that Kelly had an issue with him at first, but then she was able to put that aside and say, oh, this is just how he plays. I honestly think that just this is just how War Dog plays, and that's just how he is. Because we've seen players before 
be very um, abrasive when it comes to being bossy about votes and stuff like that. And I don't really get that vibe from War Dog. He's just very, I feel like he's just very passionate. This is interesting. Bria Carter in the chat said Julia said on Twitter that she and Gavin were already planning to flip before War Dog came to them. That's, it's quite a possibility, but you have to give credit to War Dog for actually, you know, like you said, Mike, he's not giving up. He is always trying to make moves and talk to people. I so, like people taking the him. initiative. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I think he was doing it in a smart way. The people you were ta- he was talking to, I think we're on the lower end of the totem pole as we kind of see with the result today. So, I like it. I like him taking the initiative. Lauren I don't know. Lauren, you know, we see what happens to her this episode, but she is a pretty passive player in general. At least I don't see her really trying to make moves and talk to a lot of people and I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't really seen Kelly reaching out to Kama and trying to edge her way in there. I mean, we saw in this episode alone, Kelly Kelly reached out to, or at least asked Wardog to reach out to Rick, and Rick was not about it. And but that's then, still not Kama, though. Right. But, I mean, at least she is trying to get people onto. She is expanding her social game from the last time she played. It might not be Kama at that moment or in this episode, but at least she's trying to expand her social game. Veronica, what do you think? Oh, I was just going to say, I think she's going with the people who she thinks can be on her side. Yes. Obviously, she's going for David because she realizes David is probably still at the bottom and Devin's, even though Devin's is completely against it. <laughs> that was that was great. And, and exactly what you said, Tim, is why I really, really like David because he's, He's nerdy, right? I'm down with the nerds. And, but he's really playing with his head, and I like that he's not taking it personal and that he's immediately down to go right back with Kelly. Yes. And they've basically been betrayed the entire time. Yeah. They've been at each other's throat almost the entire time, and David knows what the deal is. Like, if that's what it is, like, let's go and vote. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this reward challenge because there is Chinese food involved, you guys. Yes. And we live in Los Angeles, so the Chinese food out here is not very good. So we were literally mouth-watering mm. watching these players eat their Chinese food. But the reward challenge consisted of, you know, racing through obstacles in the ocean, getting puzzle pieces, and solving the plank puzzle. Uh, They divided into two teams. Blue was Eric, Wentworth, Rick, Victoria, Julia, and Aurora. Team two was Yellow, Gavin, Wentworth, Lauren, Julie, David, and Ron. There was nothing crazy about this challenge. There was a few, there's a a lot of yelling from Yellow because of uh, David getting the plank stuck. Uh, Not much stood out to me. Uh, Blue wound up winning. Um... I don't know if anything exciting stood out to you guys in this challenge. Chinese food was the only thing That's that, what got, I'm saying. that got, got my mind going. I'll, I'll tell you what stood out again, this challenge again from last week. No hidden anything with the reward. Yeah. Whenever I see everybody gathered around and boxes of food and plenty of places to hide little advantages or something like that, I expect it. Yeah. And it's not there. And I'm wondering, Ashley, because Veronica, you and I were talking about beforehand about Extinction Island, I know we're going to get to it, right? What you think of it and their little clues and things like that. I, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this stuff that we expect normally in these rewards, they're instead shooting over to Edge of Extinction Island. Well, I was just about to say that. I feel like they're doing so much with Edge of Extinction Island. There's a lot, already a lot going on. They still got their hidden immunity idols that they're finding on the uh, back at their prospective camps. And then we've got Edge of Extinction Island with all their stuff going on. So I think for them to throw in other little hidden things during challenges would just be too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts, you guys. Maybe I, maybe you're like Mike. Maybe you want to see more uh, hidden stuff. But I feel like that's just too much. And then I feel like at that point it makes the game too easy. I, yeah. Well, speaking about too easy, kind of going back to our point when we were talking about Edge of Extinction Island, mm-hmm. I, I kind of personally, I don't mind that they have 
things that they can go out and look for in Edge of in the Island. I kind of just don't like that it becomes a big treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more telling of your gameplay if you are intuitive enough to say, hmm, I should look in this reward and see if there's a clo- clue. Mm-hmm, I should go look for an odd tree and see if there's a, an idol or something like that. As opposed to it's like, okay, here's your clue, go out and find it. And some can argue, well, it's, you know, they're smart for figuring it out, mm-hmm. which is true, but I feel like it's just like a, oh, whoever finds it first, not a, whoever's thinking right. at that point in the game. Is it just me or, because I just had a thought while you were talking about this, Veronica, and making it more of like a scavenger hunt, treasure hunt thing, and it's kind of a little weird. Wouldn't it be cool if they had like mini challenges on Edge of Extinction Island and their reward was what the scavenger hunt led to? You know what I mean? Them playing a reward, or them playing a challenge, I'm sorry, and then getting a reward or, you know, to practice on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of them finding things in the ocean and wine bottles and all this other stuff. We'll get to it, but... Am I the only one who has this thought? I I thought of that while we were watching this episode tonight. Actually, I just don't think they'll have enough time to show it Very in true. an episode. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I agree with Veronica. I understand where you're coming from. It would be cool. The biggest disappointment in this kind of stuff to me would be Reem. Because if I'm Reem, I know every square inch of... Edge of Extinction Island at this She's point. Been there She's been there forever, right? So how does she not know like where every rock and pebble is on that entire island? Something and, tells me she's not looking around that island right. very much. So <laughs> that's, that's just weird. I, I'm kind of down for either way. It gives yeah. them something to look forward to. Otherwise, they'd probably just be looking constantly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So after the blue team wins their reward, their delicious Chinese food, uh, <laughs> we see Kelly and David start to form this unlikely alliance because, like you said, Veronica, they've been at each other's throats the, from the beginning. Uh, mostly more in part on Kelly. Kelly was going after David first, and then it was vice versa. And then it's just been this yin and yang between the two. And what I loved about it is that she apologizes to him. And what I love about David being... I want to say professional about the game of Survivor. Kelly does the same thing. And I don't know if it is a just a, a, um, a vet coming back to play the game so they know not to take things personally. Right. But I love it when they are able to keep these doors open because you never know when you're going to need somebody's help or when you're going to need their vote or when you're going to need anything, period. I mean, they could find a fish and share it with you. You never know. So I love it when they keep... <laughs> Shut up, Rodica. You cute. never know. <laughs> I mean, you never know. So I like it when they keep the doors open. It frustrates the hell out of me when somebody's like, hey, let's work together. And somebody's like, no, I have my own alliance. What are you doing? It frustrates me. What, what do you guys think about this? Are we, is this the Rick thing? This is the no 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 now we're, we'll, oh, okay. we'll get there. But I want to know your thoughts on just Lauren. That was heavily and, alluding I mean, to the Rick thing. It was, it was yeah. Very it was. Much. yeah. We will get there. But I want to know your thoughts on just Kelly and David and how how you guys feel about them two working together. And do you think they'll really actually be able to do it? I think it's smart. I think they both see that this is the situation that they're in, and I think you're right, Tim. I think you. Yes, you can ha- always, in your little confessionals, be like, I-, I don't trust them, I don't trust them, but I'll work for them for this one voting block and see where it goes from there. I think it's important to keep your options open because it's true, like you were saying, Tim, you would never know when you will need someone. And I think for Kelly, this is one of those moments where she's saying, hey, I need David in, in my numbers. Yeah. I was surprised that David was so agreeable so fast. Mm. Or at least we didn't see any private conversation where he was like, look, I'm leaving it open, but I don't trust Kelly at all. We've Mm. been against each other the entire time. I found it surprising that it was so quick to go right back together. But obviously that was his gut feeling. He thought 
he's got very little to no chance going back with Kama at all, so that's what's needed to get to the next level. But that also has to do a lot with Kelly because she made a very good argument. I mean, she sat there and she said, Lesu needs to come together or they're just gonna get they're, we're just gonna get voted out that's true. one by one. So I think David as a smart player was like, you know what, you're right. That's probably why he was so fast to just yeah. turn and be like, I'll work with you. Um so we also see uh, Rick and War Dog, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. So good. Is wow. that War Dog wants to, once again, another player that's pretty smart that's like, hey, let's keep all of my avenues open. Let me talk to Rick and see what where his mind is. And at first I was like, oh, Rick might be on board. And then he just turns and he's like, no, I don't want to work with Kelly. She voted for me twice. And I was like, wow, you're really taking this personal, dude. Like, what are you doing? That was great. It's it was insane. Good. That was great television. Do you think that he, and like in the Tribal Council tonight, uh, as Victoria said, do you think he shot himself in the foot? I did and I didn't. And I, I did and I didn't like this. <laughs> what Mike was saying, I agree with Mike was saying, it was fascinating TV to watch because, wow, have I never really seen someone just completely no. turn around and be so against someone to their face. I'm not working with you. T- to Rick's point, I understand. Like, why would he want to after how less you consistently voted against him? I get it. But it was fascinating to watch because it was just such a big blow-up. And at the same time, it's like... Dude, you shouldn't do that because now, if you're on the odd side of the numbers, no one's going to work with you. Right. I was dying. That was amazing. Because <laughs> Devin's is just like, oh, yeah, I totally want to get back the old lesson together. Except I don't want to work with any of you. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like, that is amazing. Like, that's the kind of stuff you say to the confessional people. Yes. Like, I'm not going to work with them at all. But you tell War Dog to his face, like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. down. Like, yeah, bygones be bygones. Let's get them. But then it comes back to what you were saying, Veronica. And Rick kind of feels the same way as you did. He feels kind of like War Dog is, like, barking orders at him and and he wants to just do what he wants him to do and I'm sorry I honestly didn't feel like Wardog was coming across that way maybe you guys feel differently no. but I felt like Wardog was being very respectful and very like hey do you want to work with us and like come to our side right. and he wasn't like you need to come to our side because they're going to vote you out it was not aggressive at all I don't think so at all However, even if you do think it is, you're still leaving that door open if you're being a smart player. There's no real reason to shut him out like that because, let's be honest, at the end of the day, he's not going to vote for you if you're in the finals. Probably just because of this little incident right here. That's Mm -hmm. probably enough. So there's no reason to have the antagonism. They've already – if you're Devins, you're kind of in the position of power. Right? Because you can very easily go with comma. War Dog needs you. So your little act of forgiveness, even if it's just verbal and coming back together, that's going to score major points kind of all around. And you at least take back some of that power. If you choose to backstab him or use it or whatever, that's fine. But at least have it. Yeah, I completely agree. And then this is when the hard choice that David and Rick have with each other. Because they've they've had a pretty good alliance and a pretty good relationship since the beginning. And this kind of starts off this feud between the two of them. And we forget that David has half of the immunity idol that right. Rick has. Mm-hmm. And David smartly goes, you know, I'm not going to give it back to you. And they kind of glazed over it this episode. Uh, if we see the preview, they're going to get into it next episode. Yeah. But I'm surprised Rick didn't immediately jump down his throat in this episode and be like, no, it's mine. Give it back to me. Uh, is it his, though? I Technically? Because, again, this is like one of those tricky things with the rules where it's like, oh, whoever finds it, it's theirs. But technically, he gave it to David. So it's like if you can assign. It's like that assigning rule. Yeah. He had kind of assigned it to David. I didn't like this at all. I, I hated this part because I like the two of them together as a team. I really do. Like, mm-hmm. someone before in the chat put hashtag 
hashtag uh, team nerd with Mike. And that's right. <laughs> I like them together. I like them working together. And I really do like David not giving up his half of the idol because that's some power. As we said back in the day when Devin's found that, should not have given it to David. Mm. That was the wrong move because he had David on his side anyway. So He definitely should have waited. There were other options that he could have done with it. And I think he went too soon for it, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Yes. Veronica um, agrees. <laughs> I do agree. And obviously there's going to be more chances for us to agree. But before we go on to our next topic, I just wanted to take a moment to, to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And but for us to continue to grow, we need your help. If you're on YouTube right now, which I see a lot of you are, hit the thumbs up Cause button. Because they love us. Because they love us. You're our fellow tribe mates. You are in an alliance with us, and you don't want to backstab us. Thank you. <laughs> so if you don't want to backstab us and send us to Edge of Extinction Island, please give us a thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us that five-star rating, because one through four don't work anyway. And... That really helps us, everyone. No matter where you are, be sure to leave us a comment so that you can get involved in the conversation. We love seeing all of the theories and all of the strategic thoughts that you guys are putting in the comments, in the chat, on iTunes. We love seeing it all. Please keep talking with us. Being a part of AfterBuzz has obviously meant so much to all of us because we get to be here and talk about Survivor, which we love so much. And we truly appreciate you supporting us. So don't forget yeah. to tell your friends and tell them to, sh- and I challenge you to share your content so that way we can get even more love. Yeah, doing all this stuff is basically giving back our half of the immunity idol. Yes. It's well appreciated. Yeah, exactly. We love you guys. <laughs> we do this show for you. Uh, Mike, do you have any, maybe some shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. I want to shout out Eric Olin, who's always given us the thumbs up and came up with the hashtag, uh, hashtag nerd power. And I'd always like to shout out my boy Sheena123, hashtag Mike for Survivor 41. I mean, that sounds good three yeah. years from now. Absolutely. But the rest <laughs> of you guys in here, Chels, Ryan, Rebecca, Nathan. Love seeing you guys we here. We love seeing you guys. Too. Rebecca, Rebecca uh, Sarah Coffee. sorry, real quick, asks, have I ever played on Survivor? No, I have not. Speaking of Mike on Survivor, I would be a winner already. I would love to know what type of archetype you would be on Survivor, or like who, how you would play, what kind of game you would play. I would love to see them talk about that. Yeah, I'm curious. I, everybody can put in the comments what what kind of Survivor they think I you would guys, be. I want to see what you what you kind of play. Do you think all of us? Yeah, would be. that's yeah. it. Yeah, I want to know what you guys think of all of us. Just knowing our personalities through a camera, what you think how we would play this game? I Honestly, think I would play extremely different than how I am in real life. So no, okay, don't oh, yeah. give them hints. Let oh, let see? our viewers let our viewers guess things. Here's how maybe they'll they'll take us by surprise. Here's how I think you would play. I think that you're so smart at this game, you would play too hard and get voted out quickly. Oh, I'm sorry. Bird. I'm sorry. That's oh. not to be me. That's not to be me. It's just a it's just how our I just don't think works. they would know it. No, I, I don't think I don't think I would let on as much. Oh. Mm. Well, back at Edge of Extinction Island, because clearly that's where Mike's going. So it's Veronica. <laughs> um, we see that Chris comes back with all the wine bottles, and we alluded to this earlier. Um, there's a riddle about the stakes and rocks, and what I love is about this Edge of Extinction Island moment was that Aubrey was ready, and you know what they say: when you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. And she was ready. Do you like that? What is Tim? Yeah, just oh, come up with that on the on the spot no, right now. No, oh, right. it is not. No, it's from that was RuPaul's great. Drag Race. Why did you just say welcome. yes? That was awesome. <laughs> no, I can't take credit for things. All right. um, but what I love about it is that because she's so ready, she finds the clue and she gets to this practice advantage and she also finds this extra vote for someone that is currently in the game. So she's like, 
she's like in it to win it. She's like, but I'm glad that it was Aubrey who found it because I feel like Aubrey is one of the toughest people to get sent to Edge of Extinction Island because she's one of those players that I feel that I was very, very excited to see come back. And I do feel like her time was cut way too short on the show. It was. Her drive to win this game and her passion to stay in this game is amazing. Yeah. I, I'm having a brain fart. Does she still have her hidden immunity idol? I think once you get voted out, then you... They haven't addressed it, right? Yeah, we don't know what happens That's if true. you go to Extinction Island yeah. with a hidden immunity idol. Ooh. That's going to be exciting. Because hmm. she didn't use it, right? No. I'm not wrong. Okay, yeah. Oh, we got guys... some comments. Jasmine says oh, here we go. Veronica <laughs> is an under the radar player who's yeah. a big threat during the merge. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine. But everybody is pretty much uh, unanimously agreeing that I would win. So oh. it doesn't matter. That's not true. That's not true. I'm kidding. <laughs> See, I, well, I don't know why I believe you I ever. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this immunity challenge very quick. Uh, they have the balance on their toes. We've seen this this challenge before. They've got to do the wedge between their head and the frame. If they fall <laughs> off, they lose. What? No, it's just funny. Just oh. The thing in the head and the frame. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about the. You saw. You guys saw the episode. Um, War Dog, Eric, Gavin, Kelly, Rick, Julia, Ron, and Julia, they were out pretty quickly. And then it was down, 25 minutes later, down to David, Victoria, Aurora, and Lauren. So once again, very female-dominated. Good for them. And then, all of a sudden, we see Lauren, and she's sitting there, and she's like, I'm feeling really dizzy. I'm really, really dizzy. I think I'm about to pass out. I'm passing out. Like she That was amazing. Crazy. And nothing has ever been narrated so accurately. <laughs> I'm dizzy. I'm very dizzy. I can't see anything. I'm about to pass out. And immediately was like, done. I was like, wow. I think what made me mad about this, though, was she saying it out loud and Jeff not once. That was so strange. Or maybe said, hey, Lauren, like, maybe you should take a step down. Or like, hey, can we have medic on, like, standby just in case she does pass out or somebody to catch her? Something. I was going to say, maybe they were. Because clearly there's an audio engineer there hearing what she's saying. So maybe they did and it just didn't make it into the edit. Yeah. Uh, but that'd be smart, obviously, because she's saying how yeah. she's feeling. See, right? I there's definitely an audio engineer there, but I wonder if they're really supposed to interact with Jeff. And I'm thinking Jeff cannot hear her because they're mic'd, right? Yeah. Probably in the structure. And so if she's kind of whispering it, I bet he couldn't hear her at all. Yeah. But I, it's weird that something didn't happen with crew. Yeah, and I just like cause she was so high. And the, she fell hard, you guys. Like, it was really yeah. hard. And the fact that she passed out wasn't the issue. The fact is that she, the fact is she hit the ground so hard that she could have gotten seriously hurt. So I was just worried that it, whoever did hear her, a sound engineer, maybe gave a red flag to the medics or whoever, couldn't have been like, hey, we need to pull her out before she falls and gets seriously hurt because that could have happened. Like, yeah, she could have gotten seriously hurt. Did any, either of you think or any of you guys uh, watch us right here Anybody think, hey, this challenge didn't need to be five feet in the air. They could just be standing on the, like, really yes. close to the ground, <laughs> bouncing yes. on their tippy toes. Yeah. I, that's the kind of stuff I think about. I think about that. And I also think if, of course, Joe wasn't in it, but if you're Joe or one, you're one of the girls, don't you, like, real quick before the challenge starts, like, with your hair and make a little bun on top and then just put the little block on top of the bun? I feel like that might have been what Joe did in his season, but he lost mm. that challenge anyway. Yeah. His first season, guys. Yeah. How do you remember that? I don't, yeah. Because that was... <laughs> she's like, she could be lying right now. I'm just she, like, all right. Yeah. That's right. Season 30. So Aurora winds up winning the immunity challenge, but not, uh, not after she has this whole thing with Victoria. And I don't know about you guys, but this that point got on my nerves. Like, Lauren just passed out, and Aurora... 
just ruthless. It's not even like, is she okay? No, she's like, Victoria, I need this. I was on the bottom of the vote. Like, give it to me. Just, like, let's make a deal. And I was like, mm, maybe you should just play the game. Nope, loved Two, it. I loved it. Two yep. things. Yep. Two things for me. One, there was a lot going on during this challenge. Yeah. It was very hard <laughs> yeah. to figure out what I needed to pay attention to. And two, I... I mean, I don't really necessarily remember the reaction from the people who were already out of the challenge, but I was very surprised that neither Victoria or Aurora kind of lost concentration for a second when they heard Lauren's fall to the ground, because like we've been saying, she fell very hard. Yeah. I'm surprised that it didn't break their concentration at all, yeah. and if it did, I think it should have stopped the challenge. Yeah. To make sure that she was okay, I was very surprised that they didn't budge at all. Yeah. And to, the, to your point, Tim, I think this was crazy, but at the same time, I get where Aurora's headed, uh, where her head is. She felt like she was on the wrong side of the vote, and she wanted to ensure that she had safety. Yeah, but then play. Play hard. Yeah. Don't sit here and try to have somebody give it to you. I don't like it when they try to sit here and, like, bargain with these immunity votes because I'm like at the end of the day you kind of want to put this on your resume and say hey I fought for it instead of hey they gave it to me you know this, what I mean this might I might be coming at this from a different perspective because correct me if I'm wrong I don't think either of you guys watch Big Brother I do you do mm-hmm. then you know this is a huge Big Brother move oh of course Con- and I hate Big Brother too you hate it too yeah. I, I don't know strategically if I love it but I like the hard gameplay and it's very rare we don't see a ton of bargaining in Survivor like we do in Big Brother. No. So, look, I think first concern is health. If they haven't stopped the challenge, I think unfortunately, however you want to look at it, you got to keep playing as if you're playing like that's it, sorry, they're not stopping it so we got to keep playing and this was an opportunity for Aurora to test her alliance and see where she's at. I don't know, I liked it. I like I like anybody playing hard. Yeah, I okay. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I just I just have this I guess old school mentality where I'm like, if you're gonna play, play to win, and don't expect somebody to give it to you. I like to see it on Big Brother too. You don't like it? No, I like I it when it. they do it. I like I to see it. the strategy. But Aurora wins. She wins immunity. She also finds the extra vote from Aubrey. Boom. So she has all of this power to awesome. play with in this episode. I am very curious because again, we don't see. We just see that Aubrey got this advantage. I'm very curious if she had conversations with Joe because mm-hmm. Joe would be the one more so to be like give it to Aurora yeah. because he was her one ally. I agree. She was his yeah. ally. Yeah. Excuse me. That's a good point. That's a great I'm point. I'm glad that you brought yeah. that up. But I'm pretty sure that that happened because how else would Aubrey know to yeah. get to Aurora? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now we're all scrambling. We've got the comma seven strong. That's what they're calling themselves. And they're thinking about splitting the most between Kelly and Lauren. And at that moment, I was like, what if Kelly and Lauren both played their idols? I thought that would have been epic. Other than I've been so cool. I, yeah, I it was hoping for cool. it too. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then we see Kelly and David and they're strategizing. They're talking about how they're going to be next and how War Dog is talking to Julian Gavin and he's trying to find cracks. Once again, War Dog will not give up. He is all about trying to find cracks. And that's when he talks to Julia and plants this seed in yep. her head about, hey, Gavin, uh, sorry, Eric and. Uh, Cardigan Ron are just playing all of you. They're just taking you guys along to vote you out. And Julia is smart enough of a player to say, hey, actually, he might have a point. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to hit real quick something we glossed over. You know, the comma seven had their little powwow down by the ocean. And somehow, Cardigan Ron and Eric have convinced everybody, theoretically, in their minds at least, to stick together to get to the family visit. Yeah. 
I, we've never seen this happen before, that a family visit you, being used as a tactic to keep the alliance together, which to me, as an outside player, is so dumb yeah. if I'm one of the other people. I say, mm-hmm. honest, and again, I know I'm really cold-hearted. We talked about the family visits before <laughs> on the show. I'm cold-hearted. I don't care if my family member comes to see me. I want to win the money. Yeah. So that was amazing to me that they actually convinced maybe five other people that this is a good reason to stay strong and loyal so we can see the family. Who cares? Mm, it's it's funny that you bring up the family visit because that actually ties into the news that I have for this week. Oh, yeah, and we're going to get to that because yes. I'm very excited. But I completely agree with you. I thought that was a complete manipulated tactic, and I didn't like it. It was definitely like this power, like, ego. So like, odd. It was just weird, and I, I didn't like it either. And clearly Julia didn't like it either, and neither did her, the rest of her. Yeah. Because then we get to tribal, and, you know... Tribal is always very interesting when Jeff singles out different players on and to hear about their talking points. And you could immediately see that it's pretty much Ron and Eric versus Wardog, Kelly, and essentially David. Uh, Lauren was kind of just being quiet again. And essentially, if you think about it, it's old Lesu versus like old Kama. And in this moment, we're like, okay, well, who's going to... What's going to happen? Minus Devins. Minus minus mm-hmm. Devins. But mm-hmm. what I loved about this tribal is that Rick and um, I mean, sorry, Ron and Rick had these like very smug looks on their faces, like they knew, like they knew what was going to happen. They were like, "Oh, we've got this it's yeah. in the bag." Yeah. And I just don't. I don't know where all this like this power trip came from, where they thought, "Oh, we're we're strong and we're good and all this stuff." And I mean, they're little, the group talk down by the ocean. I mean, they, it seems like they were really, really sure that that original alliance was going to stay strong. Yeah. Devin's is super solid with all the smack that he was talking. It would be amazing if he was just lying and was going to go right back with War Dog. I would love that, yeah. but not happening. So it's just that crazy overconfidence. And I feel like in recent seasons, they've been doing this a lot. Somebody we barely see at all, Cardigan Ron, right? Out of nowhere, he's all of a sudden the kingpin and basically like running everything. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, where did this come from? Yeah, I mean, like Victoria says, you know, everyone has the ability to take control of this game, but it's who stands up to do it. That's who's going to take control of the game. And I mean, kudos to Cardigan Ron, as we've called him, for, you know, stepping up. I, mean, I love it. Don't care. Cardigan best, whatever. Uh, kudos to him for stepping up and taking control of his game and the game. But at the same time, that always comes with consequences. It's always going to put a target on your back. And especially the people who are working closely with you. And in this case, it was Eric, who was his, like, right-hand man. And, you know, they his own tribe thought it'd be the smartest thing to separate them. So Eric gets voted out. And, I mean, it was, a, it was a nice exit. He was like, it was a good move. And he immediately decides to go to Edge of Extinction Island. So good for him. He's I, strong. I mean, yeah, I expect everybody to go to Edge of Extinction Island at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, you already you hear that, Keith? Know what's you going on. I mean, oh, my gosh. The two people who voted for Eric that surprised me the most was probably Gavin and Victoria. Hmm. I would have thought that Gavin and Eric were more of a of a Absolutely. Pair. And obviously Victoria felt very worked with them very strongly, had a good bond with them when they voted out Aubrey. Yeah. So I was surprised that those two flipped. Well just like you guys, both of you said when we were watching the episode, they're really doing or they're really taking extra steps, it seems, this season to not 
clue us into what's going to happen for the final tribal. Because yes. when they talked to Victoria about the possibility of switching to Eric or Ron, she was dead set against she, it. No, yeah. And they said no, there was no crack in her whatsoever yeah. about doing that. And it turns out she votes for them. So I think that, I know? also think that Wardog had a lot to do with, you know, flipping certain people because, well, like I said, he talked to Julia and that kind of set off a chain of events. Right. And then he went and talked to Gavin. And like you guys said, Gavin and Eric were pretty tight. Yeah. So for Gavin to flip on Eric, I mean, that he's going to come back with a vengeance. Especially yeah. for Gavin. Sorry, yeah. Gavin. It's going to be good to see him and Joe go head to head. That's Again. true. I mean, but there are three other people. I mean, there's mm. Chris, there's Joe, and now there's Gavin. Three strong players. But I am not... I'm not really even going off of who are the strongest players on Edge of Extinction Island because we saw Rick came back out of nowhere. That's true. And Aubrey seems like she is passionate. Like you said, Veronica, Mm. she's got this fire in her. And I'm not voting. I'm not discounting anybody. I mean, Reem can come out and, you know, put her sulking aside and decide to do something. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. We don't even know what's happening with Edge of Extinction Island. Reem is making a permanent structure on Edge of Extinction Island. She's going (laughs) to live there when the show is over. She's not doing anything. (laughs) That's exactly where she's going to live. Okay, that is our review, you guys, of Season 38, Episode 7. I'm the Puppet Master. Unfortunately, Ron is no longer the Puppet Master. (laughs) Any last thoughts, you guys, on the episode as a whole? Great episode. Keep Great getting episode. better. Great episode. Shout out to everybody in the chat who expressed the same feeling I've been having for a while, and I'm sure my fellow panelists are as well. Bring back Survivor Auction. That is an awesome I challenge. Do love, I do I love, love Survivor Auction. Everybody loves it and the gross eating challenges. And the gross Let's eating go. Challenges. That's always my favorite. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go into our uh, favorite segment, our MVP segment of the episode. Let's get into that very quickly. I've got some amazing MVP segment music just to get you guys in the mood. Alrighty, first vote. Devins, a.k.a. Rick. I call him Rick. I don't know why you guys call him Devins. They call him Devins. They do call him Devins. I'm just calling him Rick. I don't know why. Uh, second vote. Lauren. Lauren. I don't even know if you guys can see these. The paper's so yellow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even calling him up anymore. And the, sec- the third vote uh, is Julia. Wow. So we're all, all we're all Nice. Kind of, yeah, we're all... So we've got Devin's, Lauren, Julia. Uh, Veronica, who did you vote for? I voted for Lauren. I think this episode just showed how strong of a competitor she is and how much, even though she is very malnourished and she can't even eat the rice, <laughs> it just goes to show how, how like, Aubrey, how much of a drive she has to keep going in this game, and I really respect that. Yeah. Yep, I voted for Devins because I don't think it was a smart game move, but it made for awesome TV <laughs> watching him tell Wardog to just kick rocks. I was like, yeah. that is gangster. <laughs> like, no one That's ever funny. does that, so I loved it. Um, I voted for Julia. I think that once she had that conversation with, with Wardog, like I said earlier, she's one of the smarter players to sit here and say, hey, I'm going to listen to this guy's opinion, and it might be right, and put my ego aside and say, you know what? I'm actually going to listen to you and make a big move, and now she could put this on her resume. So, And like we said, it's nice to see other people... Uh, show their strategic abilities. This was tough. I could have made an argument for a lot of MVPs this episode. This yeah. was really, really this good. Was, there was a lot of good players. Because there was out. a lot of strategy, like strategizing going on, which is great. I want to give a shout out to all of our MVPs who are joining us in the live chat, especially Royal15, who is pumped for Veronica's News and Gossip. Yes, which brings us into our next segment, News and Gossip. Veronica, mm-hmm. go ahead and take a After Buzz TV News. Yes. So, I was scrolling through Twitter like I do, and I came across a wonderful uh, article on Entertainment Weekly that basically kind of interviewed all, the majority of the contestants, or all the contestants of this season, and asked them, what is something you would remove from Survivor, or like, what is an advantage you would love to have in the game, or like, what kind of season would you like to see? And there were some really fun standout answers. This, it's funny that the family visit got so much attention this episode, because that is something that Aubrey brought up, 
up in her answer. She would get rid of the family visit because she personally feels like people only play to get to the family visit. They don't play to win. Which Where did that come from? Wait, don't go like on Survivor. You can see your family the whole time. But is that a thing? I never thought that. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. I never thought that that was a thing. I would, I would sit here and say I want to make it to the family visit because that's a benchmark. It's like I want to get past the first vote. I want to make it to the first swap. I want to make it to the merge. I want to get to the family visit. Right. I would say I want to make it to the family visit in that sense. I wouldn't go on Survivor to say, I only want to go on so I can see my family and be content. I wouldn't. <laughs> I guess. But I would just say, I want to make it to the final two. And then I will have yeah. hit every Survivor milestone yeah. you can do. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. And some other good standouts, uh, Lauren, Wardog, and Gavin all had a similar idea where they would want to see some kind of regional seasons like North, South, uh, East Coast versus West Coast kind Ooh, of thing. Like American Civil War Survivor. Oh be called American Civil War. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh coast God. to coast, it'll be like something like that. And something I really <laughs> enjoyed that was brought up by Keith, although he didn't play the best game on Survivor that we kind of saw, he did bring up a very good advantage idea. No he, swimming. He's, he came up with the idea of like whenever there's a tribe swap, you have the ability to choose your own tribe or like not have to swap tribes. And that makes a good sense because sometimes in a tribe swap, you're at the very bottom and you could use that advantage to go to put yourself in a place where you feel like you can take advantage of your, the numbers or something. But that could cause wildly uneven tribe numbers if everybody chooses. What if it was a reversal? What if you just reverse? Say like, oh, Tim is on that tribe. I like Tim's new tribe better. Tim, swap with me. But then someone would have to have the power to do that because Tim wouldn't be able to say no. Right, but why didn't I be like, no, I don't want to swap with you. That's the advantage, though. Yeah, that's true. It's like stealing someone's reward. Okay, okay. not just a regular swap. I just thought... No, it's an advantage. Got it. When you were reading all those off, uh, I just thought it'd be cool to see winners from the U.S. and from... Other survivors oh, around the yes, world, a big that. like ultimate survivor. That'd, that'd be, be pretty cool. cool. That'd yeah, be cool. I would like that. They just did that on Project Runway All Stars, where they brought a whole bunch of Project Runway ah. winners from all around the world to compete. That's cool. I think I that's cool. I, I would love that for Survivor. Yeah. I think one of the things that I would love to do is take away all the hidden immunity idols. Really? Yeah, I think that it's it's. <gasps> but don't tell them, so they still right. look exactly, oh, exactly. Don't yes. tell them because then everybody would still be looking, <laughs> and then everybody would be paranoid that somebody has it or somebody already found it. But lo and behold, they were never in the game. That's amazing. I think it's pretty. And cool. Jeff has to keep it up, like at tribal. Like, <laughs> like if there are any hidden immunity <laughs> idols, like play them now. You're like, someone's got it. It's someone's out there. It all oh, the way so till good. The end. Oh, good. That's so yes. good. Yeah, that's what I would take away. Why doesn't CBS hire us? I don't know. We should be writing <laughs> yeah. for the show. Come on, Replace guys. Jeff Probst with the three of us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, that is our news and gossip. Veronica, thank you for that. That was a lot of, of fun. Yeah. Uh, I want to get very quickly into predictions, you guys. We got like about 30 after seconds. Your Buzz TV wow. predictions. I know. No pressure. I, I don't know that I really have any predictions. I'll just say I'm really, really excited to see what the big hubbub is at Tribal next week. Because Jeff is like, oh, I've never seen it. Like, so. And Aubrey's face is like, I oh, hope oh, it's oh. not. I hope they're not building it up. <laughs> it was like... Like, was, oh my gosh. That was perfect. <laughs> you guys. I hope they're not building it up and it's something legit. Yeah. I am excited to see the uh, feud between David and Rick kind of like come to a head. I wonder where this like custody of the hidden of the idol <laughs> is going to go. I'm excited to see where that goes. The, cust- the custody. The custody battle. Someone in maybe. chat earlier said it's just, they're just never going to bring it together. It's no. just it's so probably going to, yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that I think Kelly and Lauren and Wardog have found new life in this game. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You guys, that is our review of season 38 episode 7 we hope you enjoyed it um, we 
loved interacting with you guys. Keep up the interactions throughout the week. We want to see your comments. Tweet at us. Um, you guys, where can our fans find you? Of course. Hey, everyone. Veronica Valencia here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore B. And guys, I'm Mike Thielen. You can find me everywhere at Mike Thielen. And I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Michael. We will see you guys next week. Same time, same day. Woo! I'm going to have Chinese food. Bye, bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.